Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? Yes, it's me, Egbert. As the new owner of this station, I want to make sure we have the best talent on the air. That's why I've decided to ban all real estate agents and only have real talkers like Brad and John. Here they are, B and J. How does it feel to be categorized as a real talker? Oh, if I am? I yeah. didn't know that. I thought I was a hologram, Brad. I thought <laughs> we were all living in a simulation. No, you're a real talker. You're nice. Real. I, I know what you mean by that. That's a wink at the smart people in the audience there, Brad. And you're not a real estate agent. I am not. I am not, and I never <laughs> will be. Okay. Once again, this is the Brad and John Show. You can check out our website at bjshow.co. John does this thing every single day for like 20-plus years where he uh, puts together a website. Every morning he updates, updates it, puts all the stories that are of importance across the state of Missouri. And judging from what my ear to the ground was yesterday and so far early this morning, you got a lot of stuff this morning to talk There's about. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. Right. right, and we always hit the top three. Here he is, John Combest, his website. C-O-M-B-E-S-T, johncombest.com. And John, the top three. State Representative Sarah Unsicker, who is a hero to area liberals, a progressive voice for Democrats in the Missouri legislature, announced yesterday that she is running for governor. You may remember that Representative Unsicker has been castigated, excommunicated from the House Democratic Caucus for hanging out with and befriending folks who have been deemed Holocaust deniers by the Anti-Defamation League, folks who have been uh, called bigots and hate mongers among the online progressive crowd. Sarah Unsicker announced in December that she would not be running for attorney general and said she would announce her future plans pretty soon. And the pretty soon came yesterday. Didn't she officially declare she was running for attorney general? Or did she, she not? Yeah, she, she hinted did months at that. ago, right. And then she declared last month, she declared in December that she was not running for attorney general. Interesting. Okay, that's number three. Number. I'm going to see if what I heard yesterday, which was sort of interesting, is in your top, top two now. What's number two? Number two is Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft and his family were the victims of a swatting attack on I Sunday night. I heard about this. So I think most folks know yes. that by swatting, people call in a fake threat whether it's a shooting or a bombing or something to that effect, in, in the idea of causing their target some sort of distress. So Jefferson City Police came to Secretary of State Ashcroft's home on Sunday night around 9.15 p.m. Um, the secretary came out of the house, as he tells the story, with his hands in the air. He commends the treatment that he received from the police department. And it was it was, you know, Nothing short of a a tragedy when something like this happens. And I don't use that word lightly, but to put a man, even if even if there were no family at home, even if it was just Jay at home to put somebody through that just because they're your political enemy. Of course, local law, uh, you know, authorities are investigating this, but it's just it's terrible. And I don't care who it I don't care if it happens to Bill Gates 
or Jay Ashcroft. It's just horrific. Well, and the the chances of something bad happening, because once again, and I'm not saying anything bad against the police, but they are told that like there's a mass murder there or there's some kind of horrendous crime that's occurred. They show up like they should ready for, you know, somebody, a gun battle or something like that. And, you know, not only that, I mean, just the sheer fact that the guys jump in their squad cars, drive like crazy people, I shouldn't say crazy people, but drive at a faster speed. A lot of times there are accidents like that. You know what I'm saying? It's just... Of course. And I'm just surprised. So somebody I know who doesn't follow politics intensely asked me about this yesterday. And I told them, these are the type of stories that end badly. Because if you pull that in Jefferson County or you pull that in parts of St. Louis County, the idea of a man coming to his door um, who might have access to firearms, let's just say, most people would not be answering the door empty handed. Yeah. And and you know what? And I get it. I mean, it's one of those things where you put yourself in a situation. That's why. I'm not trying to put a plug in for anybody because we don't have any advertisers on the station. That's why it's very important if you are going to have a weapon to take the training, you know, I mean, and to the point where they teach you all these various things. And the last thing, if you are a concealed carry person, the absolute positive last thing you ever want to do is pull out your gun. That is like absolute positive last resort. Matter of fact, a lot of these guys who teach these classes uh, teach essentially um, what's the term for it? Um, where you try to... Uh, um, de-escalation? De-escalation, yes. They teach de-escalation, you know, to the point where if some guy says, hey, buddy, you parked in my parking space, you don't say, no, I didn't. You go, hey, sir, you know what? I'm sorry. I, if that's your parking space, you know what? I'll be more than happy to move my car and you can get right in there. That's the deal. But most and, people... And, and Brad, that's why that's why you are, are so very wrong about social emotional learning <laughs> and other and other lessons in school I'm so wrong we need, about everything. we need more we do not need kids learning math or english we need purely de-escalation <laughs> that's right and the number three story is that hold, also hold, involves secretary hold, of state jay ashcroft num- number he one he appeared on cnn yesterday yeah there's a guy now i let me admit my ignorance here to lamestream media I spend zero hours a year watching CNN, and critics would say that explains why I am the way I am. But I don't know. I don't spend any time watching CNN. Apparently, there's a guy named Boris Sanchez, uh, which sounds like the kind of name Brad would make up if he was signing in at like a St. Louis County office and had to give a fake name. But Boris Sanchez had an interview with Secretary Ashcroft yesterday pressing him on the idea that there's a chance – that Joe, ba- that Joe Biden would not appear on the Missouri ballot. I would say that it was at, at minimum contentious. And I have, a, I have a lot of problems with the interview. I don't know if, if we should get into that now. But folks can view it. You can view the, the video itself is up today at johncombest.com. I have an article from the D.C. publication called The Hill. Also, notably, the Kansas City Star Boys wrote a biting piece about how wrong Missouri Republicans are, how Missouri Republicans use, quote, false equivalents, unquote, to compare Biden to Trump. So those, those pieces are up today. Well, it- here's, here's the issue that I have with it, Brad. I don't know how. So Jay Ashcroft gets swatted um, at 9.15 on Sunday night. And I'm not in the room when these discussions are taking place between Ashcroft and his staff, his official staff, his campaign staff. I don't know how you let your candidate go on national television, what is it, 13 hours after his family was swatted. Now, for all we know, 
his staff reached out to him and said, Jay, you got to take a day off. This is not a good idea. We've had this interview booked for a few days, but you do not need to go on national television with the state that you're in right now. For all we know, his staff tried to tell him that. You know what? I'm the contrarian. Can I tell you why okay. I'm the contrarian? Yeah, please do. I'm the contrarian in that when times get tough, the real cream rises to the top. And the idea being is just because of the fact that he had this, you know, traumatic situation on Sunday night, you know, to show that he's a tough guy and, you know, he can handle he can handle adversity because, you know, when you become the number dude, number one dude at, at in the state where someone may come to you at some point in time at three o'clock in the morning and wake you out of a, a yep. you know, good sleep and say, Governor, we have a major issue and we need a decision now. I say that's when the true leaders come to the top. And and, and Brad, I agree with a, with a huge but there. The but is if I'm advising Barack Obama or someone who is incredibly talented at this, absolutely. If I am advising Jay Ashcroft, I don't let him do this. So you don't I think there's no chance you put him on national television to have this conversation when he's operating on no sleep and he has and, and he's clearly not in a good spot. You don't think he's heavy enough is what you're saying? I don't think he's talented enough to pull off a national interview well, on zero sleep. I, By the way, there's who and, and, and how many people in Missouri are? And uh, look, I'm not knocking Jay here. And, and I'm, I'm watching this interview yesterday. On, and I saw it on Twitter. I only saw it after it happened. And someone, someone I know sent it to me. And I'm rooting for Jay as I'm watching this. But man, like that, like that's the big leagues. Do you do you want to go on CNN now? One more thing, Brad. Before before, and I'll I'll interrupt you there. But one more thing, it's not the worst thing for Jay to for Republican primary voters, armchair voters, to see him fighting a CNN host who's being a jerk who's trying to goad him, who's trying to interrupt him. It's not the worst thing for Jay to get in an argument with some liberal from CNN. But I just, I wouldn't, if I was in the position of Jay's consultants, I wouldn't let him do it. I would ask for 24 more hours, say, hey, we'll come on Tuesday. We're not doing it today. Uh, well, you and I are going to disagree on this one because I watched, I watched the interview and I thought he came off rather poorly, to be honest with you. I think that the CNN guy sort of owned him, to be honest with you. Um, I think in the first half, the CNN reporter looked like a complete jerk, completely owning, well, uh, completely interrupting him. And I think Jay looked pretty good the first half. And then I just think there's a point where especially a normal person watches an interview. And when an attorney says, well, excuse me, you're not an attorney. You know, I think there's that card. I, I would say it didn't I would say it didn't go well for Jay. Well, and Jay is not an attorney, correct? No, he is an attorney. I thought he was like I thought he had an engineer. He's an engineer degree. and an attorney. He's like the. Uh, who is the guy? He's like the Brad Bradshaw. He's like, you know? the, he's like the Bob Onder. Yeah. I mean, there's many people who have degrees and then who have real jobs. Right. Yeah. Bob Onder has both an MD and a JD. Do you know that? He does? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bob Onder is an attorney. Yeah. And so and I'm agreeing with you. Matter of yeah. fact, his brother Jim is an attorney. That's the guy who advertised. And their, and their sister is an attorney as well, too. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The whole family's attorneys. Yeah, keep... So, yeah. So you and I might disagree on this, but I don't if I'm if I'm with Jay, by the way, and again, this isn't a knock. I, I, I view Jay as we've all had a kid on our on our little league team that we love and that we're always rooting for. And then like but in, in a game situation, like he'll throw behind the runner, like he'll hit the he'll, he'll miss the cutoff man. And you want to be like, Jay, 
come on, like we're rooting for you, you know? Dude, we got to win this game. And, and, and yes. you're and, the weak and, you know, link. His dad, let's say his dad was a great baseball player and his dad helps out at practice and, and you love his dad. But there's just times where you're like, come on, like you're rooting for him. But like, you know, there's that old football phrase of coaches talking to like a young quarterback and saying, son, your potential is going to get me fired. Like, Jay, you got it in you, but you, you got to execute. So you're you're uh, you're being sort of tough on Jay then, right? Essentially, you're yeah, saying- I think so. But you know what? So many of us, and I put myself in this camp here, have been rooting for Jay. And and you know, this is in the broader context. Let's take a step back to six days from now is a great day in Missouri politics. You know what it is? And it's not Martin Luther King Day, which of course is a a, a great day. Well, I'm trying to think six days from isn't six days from now the Iowa caucus, but that has nothing to do with us, right? No, I should say seven days because seven I days. guess Monday is okay. a holiday. Okay. Is, wait, is Monday Martin Luther King Day? I don't know. There's too many holidays. I don't know either. Too many holidays. Anyway, here's what happens in a week. Missouri political candidates have to file their Q4 fundraising reports with the Missouri Ethics Commission. Right. You know why this is great? You find out because where, where the money's at. Because for all the rhetoric of the statewide candidates and candidates running for this office and that office, they have to report reality. Uniquely – it lines up perfectly with Q4 earnings reports coming out for publicly traded companies. That, that period starts generally this Friday. And here's what happens in both cases. People who've been telling fantastical fairy tales about how great, you know, these companies talk about the American consumer's great. Haven't you heard Joe Biden? Everybody's spending money. Those companies have to come out and talk about their Q4 results and report reality. Candidates for office in Missouri, if you're running, if you're a candidate pretending that they're really going to run a statewide campaign or whatever, you've been telling this fantastical tale about how people support you and endorse you. But next week you have to report reality. What's your cash on hand? How, and you know, there's somebody listening to this, Brad, that's some, you know, league of geriatric voters, woman wearing comfortable shoes. Who's like money shouldn't matter in politics. And you're right. It shouldn't matter. And it should be about ideas. But in the real world, you have to raise money. Candidates that haven't raised money in Q4 and have been sitting around in their you-know-what have to report reality. So in other words, you're saying the people with money in their account are, are the ones we should keep an eye on. The ones who don't have money in their account are the ones we just say, eh. It's all not, talk. They're you're not at, going anywhere. That's exactly it, Brad. And this is where and, – and that's where the BS stops when the campaign reports come out. And you and I don't have to love the fact that – a few, a few or a handful of donors can influence, you know, the governor's race or a state senate race or whatever. But it's reality. So if you're Jay, let's get back to Jay Ashcroft. If you're Jay, next week is really important. How serious were you about fundraising in Q4? And there's a whole lot of us that are rooting for guys like Jay that say, hey. Where's your money at? Well, what have you been doing the last three months? Look, I, 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 nothing against Jay, nothing against my buddy Bill Eigel, who, you know, him and I are like good buds. Yeah, you are now. Let's be honest with you. Isn't this Mike Kehoe's race to lose? Conventional wisdom is that Jay Ashcroft today is the front, is the front runner. Really? And that Jay, yeah, absolutely. Because, and and the, the rationale there is based on name ID. And I would recommend anybody who hasn't seen it, this kind of sounds like I'm talking my own book here, as they say in the financial markets. But go back and watch Stephanie Bell. We're on, Stephanie Bell and I were on Scott Fawn's show two weeks ago, I think. And we kind of handicapped the governor's race. And I'm the, you know, I'm the only one that thinks that, uh, that Igo will outperform Ashcroft. 
But the conventional wisdom is that Jay Ashcroft's name ID carries him in the Republican primary. But I've always, to your point, Brad, I've always considered Mike Kehoe to be the incumbent. He's the lieutenant governor. Every group in the state of Missouri, yesterday on the podcast, when you did the summaries, you referred to a lot of alphabet groups. Right. Every alphabet group in Missouri has has endorsed Mike Kehoe or will endorse Mike Kehoe. If you're the MFB or you're any other group, you've endorsed them. Well, my thing is just drive driving around town. I keep seeing tons of billboards for Mike Kehoe. I see nothing for Jay Ashcroft. Or Bill exactly Heidel. my point, Brad. So, Brad, you verbatim gave the point that I gave on this week in Missouri politics midweek update, which is that I have friends who are not involved in politics. I call them civilians. <laughs> civilians will text me. Multiple people that I know that are real people text me and say, hey, I was just driving through St. Charles County. Do you know this Mike Kehoe guy? Right. He's everywhere. Because, and you know what? Not all those people will vote in a Republican primary, but many of them will. Yeah, but, but you know, you said he doesn't have name recognition. In central Missouri, he has huge name recognition. For sure. I mean, he ran the dealership for how many decades? Right. Because I agree of his with car you. Now, I will point out that the numbers bear out. If you look at any polling that's been done, the Ash- Ashcroft has higher name ID than Mike Kehoe. That's a given. Right. Well, we'll just have to see what happens. Hey, we will. It was a great top three today. There's so much going on. That's why we have elections. Okay. (laughs) That's right. It's like our show yesterday, Brad. You and I disagreed on many things. And as the cliche goes, a difference of opinion is what makes markets and elections. Okay. I've got my list of stuff we need to talk about. Let's do it. We going to do that next segment. Yeah. Well, next break. Promos. Odyssey, or as Channel 4 calls it, Audacity. (laughs) Mark Reardon, who I had an interesting uh, text interchange with. St. Charles County Council, where I was last night. Dr. J.J. Lant, who I saw yesterday. Dr. J.J. Lant is my optometrist. Yesterday morning, and I don't want to make it sound like, oh, poor Brad, I was playing hurt because I had a huge problem with my one eye. I go, I I call Dr. Lant's office. They get me in on an appointment at 11 o'clock. I have a scratched cornea, which oh, is, no, is no fun. And so so Dr. J.J. Lant, uh, Four Circles, uh, uh, and I can't remember the name, the technical name of his, uh, Four Circles Vision Therapy, right there on Highway K. He's right next to the Lou Fuse uh, Jeep dealership. Matter of fact, if you go into the northern entrance for the Lou Fuse Jeep uh, dealership right there on Highway K, when you're on the little entrance road, if you make a right, you're in the Jeep dealership. If you make a left, you're in the parking lot for Dr. Lant. He is an excellent optometrist if you or your kids have problems, and especially if they have problems, not necessarily uh, typically typical vision problems, but things like, uh, you know, uh, he, he teaches a lot of kids, that's his vision therapy thing, a lot of kids that have problems tracking balls and things like that who are in sports. Does a great job with that. Interesting. Dr. J.J. Okay. Lant, and it's Four Circles Vision Therapy. Look it up. He took care of me. He can take care of you. He's a wonderful guy, and he is one of these doctors. Doctors, when you meet it, when you meet him, you know he cares about you. You're not just okay, sit down, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, read the first line. He's not yep. one of those kind of guys. So anyway, um, so did I get my whole list? Um, also, let's talk about the SecDev, which has gotten to be the huge. You know who I'm talking about? No, I don't. Who's SecDev? Secretary of Defense. Now does oh, that? Oh, okay, yeah. Do you know that whole weird story? 
Uh, about oh, about the uh, the medical procedure, and you didn't tell anybody. <laughs> well, he was in intensive care for four days, and nobody knew where he was. Yeah, and nobody, and he and he didn't bother. To, and I saw a clip from like somebody was explaining. Well, we kind of didn't, we kind of didn't know exactly where he was. Well, that's like sort of like saying eh, the president's been gone for four days. We don't know where he's at, but, we but he's think, okay now. We, well, we think he's now. doing okay. You know, like once again, it's my thing when you have a job like that. You work at 24-7, 365. No days off, but that's just mm-hmm. me. You know, people say, well, hold on a minute. Does he, <laughs> doesn't he deserve vacation? You know, my answer no. to that is no. No vacation. Okay. I'm with you. We have to take a break at 723. Happy New Year, Wentzville Fire Friends. This is 